to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. So before we kick off today's episode, I just wanted to fill you guys in with a few housekeeping items. So the first thing is on March 14th, I am starting a Wounded Woman workshop series. Uh, I'm going to be doing a workshop series slash book club based on the book of Linda Leonard. She's a Jungian analyst and she's written about predominant archetypes that move through the feminine space such as the armored Amazon and the Puella, the eternal girl. And those archetypes in my experience have been so, so commonly experienced, not only in my life, but in the lives of my clientele. And so if you are looking to explore more deeply those archetypal elements of the feminine, then you can head to the show notes and check all of the information about the workshop series beginning in a few weeks. So I'm really, really excited to kick that off. As always, every month in the Transformation Collective alongside my best friends Jessica DePotsy and Jennifer McMaster, we are offering three different live workshops a month for those of you who are interested in learning more about the archetypal components of the astrological energy of that month. Last month for the season of Aquarius, my lecture was on individuation and individuality and what are the differences and how does that play into this cosmic energy that's moving through the month. So each month, Justin and I all have new topics. And so you can join the free community, the Transformation Collective community, by heading to the link in the show notes. And then if you go to the event section, you'll see each event and you can either join the paid community via subscription or you can drop into any workshop that you're interested in. This upcoming Tuesday, Jessica is doing a two hour long workshop on intuition. And then finally, if you're looking to engage more deeply with the podcast or the podcast episodes, you can always join my free community by going to the link in the show notes. And there you'll find all of my events, all of my workshops, all of the upcoming things, as well as information about each podcast and a space to comment, ask questions, and interact with the podcast. So if you're interested in that, feel free to find all of those things that I just said, that's a mouthful, in the show notes. So on to today's episode. So in today's episode in particular, I want to discuss the comings and goings of depression and depressive states in the psyche. So I was reading The Myth of Analysis by Hellman, and of course, I'm a really big advocate for the way that 
Hillman shakes up these very one-sided perspectives and just offers a multivalent polytheistic perspective that just really constellates a lot of movement in the psyche, which I think is great. Whether you agree with him or not, I think his writing makes you think and makes you contemplate and makes you feel something. And so I really appreciate that. Even if what you feel is confused, I really appreciate that because it means that psyche is responding in some way. And so this week in my classes, we're circling around Dionysus and the realm of what Dionysus as a god represents and what he symbolizes throughout Greek mythology and how that interacts with our modern consciousness. And in this section that I was reading in the Myth of Analysis, Hillman offers forward that Dionysus is the god par excellence of comings and goings. And so Dionysus is always coming and going. So really representing the movement and the natural flow of the psychic libido internally. And Hillman offers forward that traditionally, if we're looking at the hero, which Dionysus is not a hero, if we look at heroic consciousness, heroic consciousness tends towards just an upward path and isn't necessarily inclusive of the descents, the regressions, and the digressions. And typically they are viewed as negative or they're termed um, dark nights. All of the ways in which we typically label those things in a negative connotation means that most often we're relating to that experience from heroic consciousness. And what this writing has opened up in the study of Dionysus is what it means to look at our depressions through the lens of Dionysian consciousness. And what I mean by that is if Dionysus is the god of comings and goings, how would the way that we see our depressions change if we were filtering some of that energy through us. He says that depression would no longer then be a sign of inferiority or felt as a defeat. He states that Dionysus is a god of moisture and the descent is for the sake of moistening. Depression into these depths is experienced not as defeat, since Dionysus is not the hero, but as a downwardness, a darkening, a becoming water, and alchemically, you cannot start the transformation process without water. So when we are over-identified with heroic consciousness or we have the inability to call forward this Dionysian style of consciousness, we typically over-identify with whatever God is working through us, which is typically the hero. And in this type of consciousness, typically what we do is we try to control these depressive states and what I feel like I'm offering forward here is just a contemplation if Dionysus is the god of coming and going and he's not static that means that the depressive state too will come and go because we cannot manipulate the gods. Hillman says on 285 that depression may be a crisis of both mood and energy also a crisis of belief. So if we actually start to contemplate on 
the way in which Dionysus is moving through us, the comings and goings, by believing in that as he always goes away, he will always return. And so we can slowly start to open up and respect the natural and necessary rhythm of the energy of this this Dionysian coming and going. You know, Dionysus was also a god that was surrounded by the feminine. And so that's really interesting because it opens up the way in which we meet our depressive states. It's more of a way of attracting the feminine. So instead of the masculine way of dealing with depression and just trying to um, use logic and discrimination and order while all those may be necessary to contain a depressive experience, what would it be like if we could cultivate a sense of the feminine, a sense of body consciousness, a sense of a somatic awareness of how this unconscious energy is moving through you. He says again on 285, the body might no longer be the realm of only abyss and passion. It might now fill up with slowness and interiority. We can recall those early images of Dionysus, somber, still, unrobed, unheroic, and soft. So those images really evoke a sense of depression where the somber state, the still state, this unheroic state, this vulnerable state. In traditional ways that we have viewed the feminine aspects of the somatic experience and those unpleasant sensations of the body, we've usually put them in an inferior place in relationship to those masculine ones that I mentioned earlier. And what that does is that creates a hierarchy and hierarchical modes require that higher or lower position. And so what I love about Hillman is that he offers more of a spectrum-based, a circulation, a rotational way of seeing things, a way of seeing things that really is coming and going it's in flow it's in flux and in relationship to these comings and goings all things can take an inferior position at some point but no positions are finally inferior so what that means is inferiority would actually end in itself because all things are coming and going and there's you know that really old statement this too shall pass and you know it sounds cliche when you are hearing that and you're in a really depressive state but there is some deep truth and wisdom to that and that's not saying just accept that truth and bypass the feminine the body the deep depressive state like don't ignore the dionysian the body the emotions the slowness the stillness the downward pull like we can't ignore that and just say this too shall pass but we can explore that downward pull 
we can explore that slowness we can explore that depressive energy that somber sad state with an awareness that it will pass if we do truly believe in the nature of psyche and if psyche presents itself with these random interactions of these gods moving through us and we have a Dionysian way of seeing things then ultimately it too shall pass and it will also come back it's the comings and the goings and so I think it's just it's really important that we start to question the way that we are looking at things as if they are good bad right wrong and and really start to appreciate from a deep experiential understanding of what is happening inside the psyche and it's it's really hard when you're in it when you're in the midst of it but that's the hard part about over-identifying with any archetype. Like if you're over-identified with this heroic level of consciousness that needs to conquer all of these negative lower aspects, then that is tough when that heroic level of consciousness comes up to something in which it cannot conquer. And we're reading um, the Bacchae. So it's the Greek tragedy of Dionysus. And it talks about this hubristic king who just looks at things so literally and doesn't appreciate the Dionysian energy that he is presenting. And basically Dionysus dismembers him. And that is the painful truth that when we look at things through that way of consciousness, it's quite painful. It's psychically dismembering things fall apart as they very well should because when things fall apart and that sense of terror enters the psyche it allows the ego to see that there is more there than what we think and so this is really fundamental to the archetypal work that I do with my clients is really coming into relationship with these with these archetypal energies and these figures in the psyche and understanding which one they may be over identifying with and how how they can become in right relationship and what it requires of them to come into right relationship but that coming into right relationship um, I want to read you this quote by Jung in Psychology and Alchemy. He said, It is high time we realize that it is pointless to praise the light and preach it if nobody can see it. It is much more needful to teach people the art of seeing. That's kind of what I mean by becoming in right relationship. It's I know I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but it's really about developing an archetypal way of seeing things so that you're coming out of the center of your world and you're seeing that you are there are divine forces there is something that is influencing your psychic experience and if you don't believe in that that's fine but then you have to contemplate well if you aren't completely in control of this then what is like those are the questions that we have to start asking ourselves my intention is not to to preach dogma in this podcast but to really have 
those of you who are listening, start contemplating on those things because it's it's very painful when we're in those depressive experiences and if we are isolated from the god gods however you position it it can feel very very lonely and it can be, feel very very isolating and you can feel um very psychically unstable and you might be actually experiencing that psychic dismemberment that is also a form of Dionysus but it is in those places in which we fall apart that we can I think I've said this on the podcast before but we fall apart for the sake of the parts and so we can start to see what are those parts made of, what are those parts influenced by, and maybe not not be so quick to jump to fixing it or soothing it when our job is to build a capacity to see through it. So I hope that made sense for you guys or at least offered you guys a few contemplative questions. So With that being said, feel free to head to the show notes to check out all of those different offerings I have coming up, but otherwise we will chat on Thursday. Bye guys.